Hello everybody and welcome back to our new style of podcast. Now, previously on the last series of podcasts, it was just our voice you could hear, but now, as you can see, you can see both me and my amazing guests. So this new series is called Inspirations and I'll be talking to people, asking them who they feel, who inspires them. Uh, at work, at home, in life, anything in general. I think it's important to um, identify these people and just have a fun, groovy conversation about it. So, before I continue, or, or whatever the word is, I want to introduce you to the amazing Danielle Campbell. Danielle! Hi! Look at us, we're on, we're on the telly. We're on the telly. I know, isn't it fantastic, eh? It is, it is. Now, I'm glad you warned me. <laughs> and I want to warn those watching or listening, this is all very new for both of us. We actually recorded, started recording 30, sorry, we started chatting 37 minutes ago. And we have been for the last 36 minutes chatting, so we thought, oh no, we better record. But listen, yes. it's really, really nice to have you back on again, Danielle. Thank you for having me. You started, like, I was the last one and now I'm the first. I know. I know, the, the best is yet to cut, no, that's the wrong way, I don't know, save the best all last yeah. on the last one. On the last one. We'll save the first, the best till first, best. this one, there you go. So, have you been staying safe the last um, couple of months since I spoke to each other? Yeah, just diddling on, just um, working away, going my hikes, my swims, my paddle boarding, walking the dog, the same I've been doing the whole year. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot. And that's one, one thing I've, I've been chatting to folk, even just in the street, you know, what have you been doing to keep yourself going the last year or so? Or particularly May now, I keep forgetting it's May in my head. I still think it's like February, March. It's, so we're halfway, yeah. nearly halfway through 2021. So, you know, I think everybody has their own little routine now. As you say, it's your, your for you, it's going to the beach, um, your, your, your boarding, paddle boarding, eh? Aye. And your long walks up the hills, and that's a good, you're getting exercise, and I think, again, we touched on this at the last podcast we did with you and I, it's good for mental health and well-being, isn't it? Yeah, I just think, and I said it before about, I think everybody's kind of reconnected with nature, Mm -hmm. and I think that that's what's been really important, because we all used to think of going to the pub, or Mm -hmm you know, paying money to go abroad and it's made us realise how important it is to be at home and with the people that we kind of love and care about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to touch on inspirations, now I just I must admit as well, I didn't come up with the idea for insp- inspirations. I always talked to a mutual friend of ours called Sabrina and we chatted no long after the, the last series finished. I said, what, what will I call it? I need some ideas. I need some inspiration. She says, we call it inspirations. So I thought that's quite a nice wee, we'll go with that one. So I'm not going to take the full credit for the, the name of this series. So, so, so it's going to be because of Sabrina. Because of Sabrina. Yeah, can I copyright that? Put a little S on there kind of thing. So um, who, who, I guess, has inspired you in life. As, as, as I said before, we started this conversation, we're saying we're just going to go willy-nilly and we'll see how it goes, have a conversation about inspirations. But I kind of want to know what drives you, what what inspires you, who's inspired you through 
your life and then you begin to start working at a certain age and then you're at that that stage now so you know yeah. I, think, I think I've been inspired by, by a lot of people and and you know things and I think I think I, I spoke about it in the first podcast and how you know kind of the background that I had and you know you know I didn't really do well in school and mm. you know my auntie inspired me to volunteer doing youth work which kind of led me into the creed I am you know my mum worked a lot which when I was younger I, I didn't like I thought you know she didn't want to spend time with me but as I got older I realized that she was doing it to give me a better life you yeah. know so th- those kind of things inspired me to be better mm-hmm. um I think in school I had a guidance teacher called Mr Cadell okay. who's no longer Is with us but Ian Cadell it was Ian Cadell yeah, so he was my guy. Different school, teacher. but we uh, yeah, we had the same Yeah, guy. so he um, he's no longer with us, um, but he was amazing when my gran right. was diagnosed with cancer and I was really struggling. And, you know, he just took me under his wing. Mm-hmm. I became his kind of PA at school. And right. he's the one, like I said before, he applied for me to go to Uganda, you know, right. without asking me. And Aye. he kind of pushed me to do it and things. So he kind of helped me. Because he saw, I think he just saw something in me. I didn't believe in myself. So it kind of, like, I, I never thought I could do something like do a gap year and, yeah. you know, work in an orphanage. And he did. So mm-hmm. that kind of, and then there's just loads of people in my career who've inspired me. Like, even the kind of when I worked in a special school, the mums and dads that, yeah. you know, I worked with, you know, Celine, the chief exec of the yard, like, mm-hmm. she's, who I want to be in the future. Right. You know, I inspire to kind of be like her. And, She's the, the guru. You know. She's up there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I knew, I, I knew Celine for a long time before I even went to the yard. I um, worked at an after school club and her son, um, he came in he, when he was in P1 and he's like an adult now. And mm. I was his one to one for the summer. Oh, wow. And then, you know, 15 years later, I went for the job at the yard and she went, Are you Danielle that used to work at after school club? And she remembered being because I'd made an impression on her. Aye, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's thing, these things are meant to happen for a reason. Aye. I'm waffling as usual. No, no, <laughs> I think it's impressions and inspirations. I think they're going hand in hand. Definitely, Because you clearly yeah. had an impression on that, on that individual and you perhaps inspired that individual to do whatever they do, you know, and you're talking about the chief exec at the yard as well. You aspire to be like her. So she's inspired. When I'm an you. adult. When you're a, when you're a big girl, when we're all grown up. I grew I've, up. I've still not grown up. I hope I don't either. Um, I hope you don't either. I hope none of us grow up, whatever that no, means. No, she didn't. And continue to learn and continue to develop and be inspired by people. Because I remember when I was at high school, um, same kind of story, there were many, many kids. I was bullied quite badly. So I wanted to kind of, find the kind of inspiration to inspiration I suppose something to look up to so eventually long story short I found music and then I started loving the music of Queen and looking up I guess to like Freddie Mercury he was dead at that point but you know looking up to like the music and the, the workings or the art if you like of Freddie Mercury and seeing all the kind of stuff that he had to deal with in his um and his life um you know his culture, there's sort of racism, there was um, homosexuality, there was a whole list of stuff, and just seeing how he would cope with things like that, you know. And um, I was very, very quiet at school. I thought, well, how can I 
bring myself out of, out of my shell, so to speak. And it was finding music, and it was it was finding Queen, or it was finding how to play the drums, or play the guitar, or the violin, or, or the piano. So it was the these is meeting these people, and I think I think you and I spoke in the last podcast as well, where I, I remember where I was when I was first introduced to a drum teacher when I was at high school in Musselburgh, you know. I know the, the the class I was in, I know the period it was at, I know and it was a Tuesday, and I, you know, you just, these little chapters, these kind of stamps in your life, you realise that that's, that's when you can go left or right with that fork in the road, you know? Well, it's the whole thing with the adverse childhood experiences, and, it, and the whole thing, it's like a cycle, you know, and you just need that one person, which was your drum teacher, and for yeah. me, it was Mr. Cadell, you know, he saw he believed in me and saw that I could achieve more than I thought I could. Mm -hmm. So he kind of took me under his wing and said, you know, don't hang out with those people you're hanging out with. Let's mm -hmm. go, let's do this, you know. And, you know, and even all it was was we did um, fundraising for, right. you know, Marie Curie and things. Right. And that kind of, you know, and it's that little thing that just stopped, you know, that cycle of, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. me doing, you know, the same thing over and over that's happened for generations before. Did did he ever tell you about who who inspired him or who how he turned into the man that he or the, the person that he turned into? No, I mean the, the funny thing is with me. I mean, I even when I was when I came back from Uganda and we went for a pint because I was like an adult. Yeah. I still called him Mister Cadell, you know. You do, but, don't you? You do. <laughs> he came to my 18th birthday party when I was right. leaving, and you know we became really good friends. Um, yeah. But no, we never had those conversations, but he, he just kept talking about what I could achieve. Mm -hmm. He was very focused on me doing better and, you yeah. know, su supported me to kind of, because I was just like, why couldn't you do that? And I was very um, kind of like, I'm not doing this. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to achieve anything. I failed my exams. I did this. And he was just like, he's like the first teacher. I mean, apart from like my brother is a teacher yeah. who who's very much like that, but he was very... It doesn't matter what you did in school. No, it doesn't. It's what you do after school, you know, and it's like don't don't go down the road of hanging out with the wrong crowd and doing this, like focus on, you know, you're good, you're good at like the youth work thing and yeah. you know, being around people. Yeah. Um he was such a selfless man, you mm -hmm. know. I mean, I I must have been hard work. Well, yeah, right. I, I was a Raj. I a Raj back Still am. <laughs> We'll have a bit of Raj in our wasn't a bad raj I just I, I just I didn't I didn't have an identity so I kind of hung out with the wrong people because I thought that's would, would get people to like me I just wanted to be liked and yeah, I think loads yeah. of people you know who you know I went to high school were none of my friends mm -hmm. or like my mum didn't want me to go to the school in my local catchment where all my best pals were going right. so I went to a school I didn't really know anybody so I just tougher, tried to fit in with Yes, I just tried to fit in. I mean, and, and I do, I've got a really good friend from high school who I still see. Right. Um, and the rest are just your Instagram pals or your Aye. Facebook pals that yeah, you, don't, yeah, yeah. you don't actually, Absolutely. but um, yeah, I just wanted people to like me. And that's, yeah. I think I still, I'm still a people pleaser. And even as a manager, I try my hardest to not be. To be honest, I think working with, with kids in school, they, they just want that kind of stamp of approval by people. And I think, especially in the days these days of social media if your your makeup isn't perfect or you're not wearing the right clothes i mean male or females but you know if you're not wearing the right clothes or you don't support the right team or whatever then you're you're 
you're targeted by yeah. people who are very quickly to be kind of keyboard warriors and um it's it's brutal. It's it's a harsh word, but brutal, but it's it's a challenge for young people, for parents, for teachers, all all the kind of professionals to kind of you know mop up to help these young people along this route because going back to inspirations you're wanting the young people that you're working with or the families that you're working with to be the best version of themselves yeah you know um and and that's and really- i think i think that's why it's really important that i am i am true to me ah, yeah. you know like i was saying to you we took that group of mums for a swim mm-hmm. and i was very open and honest which i was in the last podcast about my mental health and how mm-hmm. i'm feeling and one of the mums was just like, wow, that's so brave. You know, I wish I could be that brave. And then two minutes later, she's sharing a really open story because yeah. I gave her that doorway. Because yeah. sometimes I think in jobs that we're in, people just see us as the untouchable, like, oh. you know, you know, like that we're just there to do a job and we don't really care. I've had so many young people say to me, you don't care about me. You're just here because you get paid, mm-hmm. you know? And I was mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't come here every give up my Friday and Saturday nights if I didn't care yeah. about you. You know, the, yeah. to me, it's not about the money. It was about making a difference. So it's just, like you're saying, this whole yeah. podcast is about inspiring mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. to kind of believe in themselves. And what's really inspiring as well is um, Daniel and I were chatting before we came, we hit record, and we're just talking about the previous series of, of podcasts all about um, lockdown and isolation and mental health. And there's been a lot of people starting having conversations about, oh, I heard you on that podcast, or I'm so, I'm happy, amazing to hear. I'm, I'm sorry that you went through that, but you know what? I went through that as well, and you've gave me a, a vehicle to, or a tool to, or, or even a, you know, it's okay to talk about mental health. It's okay to talk about that I'm feeling crap today, or I've had suicidal thoughts a few years back, or. You know, so it's it's, it's normal oh, people yeah. having normal thoughts. Yeah, you know, and that's what's so good about this podcast series, like the previous one and this one, is you're mm-hmm. getting, you know, getting you know celebs and everything. You're just getting normal people yeah. that people can relate to. Mm-hmm. You know that you know I, I, I you know rent my flat for the council. Like yeah. I'm not even though like I'm a manager, I don't own a big house and well, yeah. <laughs> you you know, and I think some people think that just because you're in a, in a good in a good job I mean I'm not I'm embarrassed that I've got a council house mm-hmm. I don't think that's great you know what I mean I'm, yeah. I'm set you know but there's people that think that when you move up an organization you become like that untouchable thing and you just don't care yeah. you know you're and, not normal anymore and there's an example of how people assume straight away that because you're, you're a manager or you have your own charity or whatever you must have the big house and 2.4 children in the white picket fence exactly. and all that and that's a prime example of we all have stuff going on whether you're a manager or you're not a manager we all have stuff mm-hmm. going on so I, I once said to someone who's a counsellor I said well who counsels you and I spoke to my GP once says well if you're feeling ill who who fixes you who who do you speak to kind of thing you know yeah as a question I asked quite a few years ago and I, and I still don't think I, I know the answer to that it's like, I think because they're just kind of they speak to the right people and they, they have the right people around them because we're speaking a little bit friends you have friends at school and you're, I've got a separation of, of friends and acquaintances so the friends um 
are the people who would go and say your your deepest darkest secrets to you're upset to you know there's that shoulder to cry on yeah. there's that and that's built on trust and then you have your acquaintances who are those for example who went to school with and they're on more social media and we can see them having a drink or we can see them playing with their kids or something and that's great but i would never go to the yeah. deepest darkest personal problems or issues so that's again that's a we're, we're digressing i love that we do digress because i'm glad that these are on the scripted um because we do digress but i think it's important to to especially to young people at the moment who are speaking to those online via social media who they've never met before and yeah and there's a lot of it's people like these there. influencers absolutely you know, like, and it, yeah. you know and it, they, they want to be like these influencers who you know aren't they aren't real they use filters they yeah. get they get paid to do these things mm-hmm. but that's what especially you know the young women and relating to like um, you know your social media stars and yeah. even the boys with the guys with the big muscles you know mm-hmm. that's not an inspiration that's like not real <laughs> you know you shouldn't inspire to be that because then you see all these podcasts and videos of yeah. these people having breakdowns because yeah. it's un- it's unattainable it's unmanageable in the real world yeah absolutely I mean if you look at like Britney Spears for example um there's a whole thing, a whole court case and that going on with her just now, but everybody spoke about the day that she shaved her head and she had that, like the breakdown. I mean, if you go back to the history, she's been managed by someone else who has what it looks like has been forcing her to do things against, that'll make him money rather than her money. So she got to the yeah. point that, like, where, where we all do, or all possibly can just crack. And, you know, I think I remember the, in the, the famous photo, she's, she came out the, 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 the car that she was in. She went into a cafe. Now, she asked the cafe owner, or her management asked the cafe owner, can we hide in here to get away from the paparazzi or jab a back door or something? Where, in fact, so they put the trust in that gentleman who owned the cafe. And he said, nah. So I put her down there, sat her in the seat, and then they're get, he's he's getting his, his, his uh, cafe publicised about, and she's yeah. not in a good place. You know, exactly. so I think that's a brilliant example of the fear and the, the scariness, I suppose I'd call it, of, of social media. Um, you know, because you and I both work with young people and they often can be very vulnerable when they're on social media. Are you sure that's the person you're talking to? Are, are you sure you're of a certain age? Are you sure that that's uh, someone of your age who's, who's asking these com- these questions, having these exactly. conversations with you? Um and then it goes into the whole route of child sexual exploitation. Um, but let's. And then also a bit happens. Like, yeah, cut this bit. No, 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 go for it. no. No, but I was saying it also happens the other way where the older people are more vulnerable on social media with people saying that they, you know, they're wanting to help or the soldiers yeah. in America who try, you know, but they're not really, they try to get money and stuff. And- Aye. And, and, I think I've certainly had these emails in the past. They usually go into my spam or my junk folder, and I do tend to, to look at it most of the time and delete them all straight away. Um, but yeah, you're right. I, you know, I'm a long lost family member, or my my son died in the war, and yeah. can you send me millions, well, loads of money, kind of thing? I know that it's, as you say, like false and someone taking the mic and, and and being unlawful. But to someone who's our parents' age perhaps, or, or older, 
perhaps they think, oh, that's awful. They've lost their beer. Of course I'm going to send money. And that isn't inspiring. No. No, it's not inspiring. That's the scary side of it, though. Some people do have that, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, Mr. Cadell, can it inspire you up to the point of going up to Uganda? And I suppose even hitting your working career as well, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he, well, I mean, like I said in the last podcast, I was going to either join the army or the police. Yeah. Because I didn't think, you know, with no qualifications, what else could I do? And mm-hmm. I didn't see myself going down the road of studying, but I did. But then when I went to Uganda and I worked predominantly with young people with disabilities, mm-hmm. I came back and I was like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. You know, light bulb and yeah, and then him and my auntie and my mum and stuff, they helped me to get to college and um, did, you know, and that's what started that. And then just in each of the kind of sectors that I've worked in, Aye. I realised straight away, I'd, I mean, I obviously I loved the school I worked in, but I realised that I didn't really want to keep working for the council. I didn't right. want to be in the council forever because right. I felt like I could do more in the sector I'm in now. Yeah, you wanted to challenge yourself and push yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also think that there's more opportunities um, to, to grow and develop. In other organisations, right? Yeah. yeah. I think I think when you work in a school, there's all, the only way is up to a teacher, and I've never wanted to be a teacher. And then it stops <laughs> at that point, really, is it? The dead your head or the head, and then it, as far as I know, anyway, that's as far as it goes in our yeah. school, really. I, I remember, I don't know if I've spoken to this before, but I probably have spoken to you off doing this, as I remember going to, I was at high school and you have your, your teacher who's appointed a guide, uh, not guidance teacher, a uh, careers advisor, or it'd be the librarian, be genie or somebody. And I remember going to my career advisor appointment and maybe fourth year, fifth year, something like that. It certainly was in the sixth year, it must have been fourth or fifth year. And um, as a prefect, I, I thought I was, I was a prefect right through high school by the way, six years. I loved my blazer. I was saying this to my kids all night, I love my blazer and my shirt and tie. And my bag. Honestly, I was chuffed. I was like, because I felt part of something. You know, I felt part That's of something. That's what it is as well. Yeah. And we're trying to find our identity. Unfortunately, when you're tagged as the prefect or the perfect, used to call, you know, again, the bullies loved it because, oh, great, you know, they're, but essentially, all the prefects look together, but the bullies all look the same together as well because they all had the same clothes and the same kind of attitude. Don't have a yeah. vicious circle. I remember speaking to the, the career advisor. And they said, what do you want to do when you're older? And I could draw a straight line. I thought, and I was great, great at techie drawing or graphic communication, it's called. And I wanted to be an architect. Cool, there's a pamphlet, how to be an architect, you know. And the same way you go into job interviews, uh, one of the, I think probably one of the worst questions that anybody can ask in a job interview is, where can you see yourself in five years' time? I've lied so many times in job interviews, got the job, but lied so many times and said, I can see myself climb the career, you know, career ladder within this organisation and then I, because you say that to get the job. I don't know where I'm going to be five years time. I bet in five years ago, Danielle, you didn't think you were going to be, you know what I mean? Doing a podcast. Yeah. Doing a podcast with water. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You don't really know. You don't really know. I mean, I, I kind of get why the get careers advisor asked that question because they kind of want to focus the student and see where they're Weakness, weak points or strong points are and, and work on both. Um, but it, for me, it just put the fear of God up me. I was thinking, that's that's terrifying. I don't know what I want to do. I didn't know what I want to do. Back that's that's why also 
I mean, lots of my pals went straight to uni and I think good on them, but that's why I didn't want to do it because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Whereas now, like I I have, you know, I went back and I mean, I did my degree. I was technically deemed a mature student, (laughs) you know. What's mature student? It's over 25, isn't it? No. Yeah. Is that what I, that's what mature student means? I, I. You know, so by that point, I knew that's what I did my degree in youth work. And, and that's, I knew that I had to do that. Right. But if I'd, you know, if I hadn't done my gap year, I could have been in the army or in the police, you yeah. know? Yeah. Wasn't my grandson. I mean, I probably, I probably would have been really good in the police. My mum still said that you'd be really good in the police. But like I said, youth and community kind of police. Aye. Here, so. Aye. In the grass market and that, picking up with young drunks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> up at the meadows. <laughs> um, so that was up to school. So you spoke about the kind of inspiring people at work or your old job, like for example, at the yard. So I'm, I'm wondering, Danielle, the next, so you spoke about also Mr. Cadell up to your, your to, to the, your, all the way through school or high school rather, and up to your early kind of working life. But is there anybody who's around you, around you just now, surrounded by you? or in your presence, who you feel inspired by, or do you feel you can be, also you can be inspiring people as well? Um, I mean, I think that there's lots, I mean, I could sit and list loads of people, like mm. my, my, my big brother inspires me every day, and, you know, he's an openly gay teacher, and mm. he goes in and, you know, he's still facing, you know, yes. discrimination and everything that around him, but he's just got a job as a deputy teacher, you oh. know, um, about six years ago, both of us started working with Thai campaign, which mm. is no longer a, a, a campaign. And my brother and I were able to deliver training to teachers on uh, LGBT education. So, right. you know, things like that. And Victoria at the yard, she inspires me just with her passion for communications and help. Mm. And that's making me realize, you know, when I'm working with my team, what we should be doing to make yeah. sure that, you know, so. There's lots of, you know, my family, you know, my my stepdad that I was talking about, he, you know, inspires me that he goes out and does all that walking in yeah. the 60s. And, you know, there's amazing. mums and, you know, like mums at the yard. So I managed the earlier service and I now have friends. So right. so Jill, who does Trees and Seas Outdoor Adventures, mm-hmm. she took me paddleboarding for the first time. She took me wild swimming for the first time. Wow. Hazel, um, you know, we still meet up during lockdown, you know, and like I've got friends for life, you know, from the careers I've done, but I'm just, I I get inspired just with things, you know, that you see and you hear and my my friend and colleague Megan at Dr. Bell's, I I think I just, so she's the the childcare manager and I think I just see the younger version of me in her. So she's like in her, in her, in her mid, mid to late twenties. Right. And I, I was at the pub with her and her uh, the other day. Yeah. I'm always at the pub now. It's back open. <laughs> no, I'm not really. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> I know the um, But her, her mum and dad were there and I sat and had a really, her dad's a lecturer and I had a really long conversation with him about, we had a very similar upbringing. And, you know, yeah. and I just say that um, I just can see so much potential in Megan and I just oh, want to push cool. her. I just want to push her to, to do, and, and I think it's not for her to do better. I just want to push her to believe in herself. Well, you challenge yourself, challenge her. Yeah, yeah and, and I, because I can just see what she can do, because I, you know, I can just see the growth and development and where I can see her career going. Yeah. So I want to hopefully 
inspire her, you know, to not to be to be like me, but to to see, you know, the see the challenges in, in front of her as positive. Yeah. You know, like you've got to get through the challenges to get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, so that's kind of the, what's around me at the yeah. moment. And I think it's important to to have that kind of be surrounded by these people and because in the role that you're in, it's almost a kind of not just a caring role for self-care for yourself, but it's care for the families and, and your your staff as well. You know, and you want to take her and her hand by her hand and walk her along the path of um it's a belief, it's self-belief. Ah. And 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 we spoke about imposter syndrome and, and I know it's predominantly in females and I and I do I know that males feel it as well, but mm-hmm. I feel like especially we were kind of touched on it before we started recording that mm-hmm. you know when you're in this field being a woman, you know, as you move up the kind of management, it's quite tough. Yeah. You know, um, because I think we said about it in the last one, like if there was a job and there was one thing on that job description that I couldn't do, mm-hmm. I would just go, oh, I'm not applying for it. Right, but right. there's some men, if there's some men, if there's six things on that job application that they couldn't do, they would apply for it anyway. Right. You know, because right. they because they don't um automatically think, I can't do that one thing, so I can't do that job. Aye. Aye. And is that, do you think that, that's the, a self-confidence thing then, Daniel? Like what you believe in yourself you can do, or do you think is it a masculine and female, is it a male and female thing that are there six things as a male, I would do that and just hope to God that I get it or or do you know I don't know? I don't know. I I I don't know if it's a if it's a belief thing or it's just a pressure thing. Right. And I feel, you know, I mean it's different from back in the day because women were just there to mm get married and yeah. have kids and cook and clean and uh, whereas now there's a lot more women that you know their careers are really yeah. you know important out of, out of most of my friends like I'm the one they you know they've got the marriage they've got the kids they've got yeah. the house yeah I've got the career yeah you know and they'll say you know it's amazing where you've gone and what you're doing and you know so I'm proud of that but I'm also yeah. jealous so it's also a kind of like can I do it and I think with some men they just like you know, I, I would hate to do an application and not get an interview, but some guys would just be like, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, it's also like in a line of what we're doing as well, we apply for like funding applications, you know. So I always think it, it reminds me, it gives me kind of flashbacks to job app, eh, when you used to literally fill out job application forms back in the day. But now you have to do it online and it kind of gets sent away to the ether. But you're, <laughs> you're proving not just yourself, but your organisation's self that, you will meet these protocols, you will engage with X amount of people a year, you will you'll make a difference and change X, Y, and Z. And that, that's that's a lot of pressure. You know, but I guess the funders, to use the word inspiration, they're trying to challenge you and inspire you to be a stronger or more an individual that can challenge yourself as well as challenge staff as well and challenge the service users, members, to be the best they can be, you know? Because when your service users come to Dr. Bell, the, the last thing they want is a yes-no person. They want someone to, yeah. to be listened to. I used to be that, a yes person, actually. Very similar, you and I would be like, I want to please you, and 
that I'll do it the best of my ability and I'm coming from a good place kind of thing, you know. But some... the, What's really important in that whole kind of point is that we shouldn't change what we do for a funder. There's a lots of people who will just totally change their whole service, but we need to stay true, but, but also challenging to make sure that we are, you know, we can adapt, but don't change what your ethos and values are. And that's not what funders mm. want. But there's so many charities that do that. Mm. Um, but also talking about doing fun. I mean, during lockdown, I don't know how many tears I had if I didn't get something. Because I'm like, what did I do wrong? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't it anything I'd done stuff, wrong. There was just, yeah. There, yeah, there was just too many people applying, or you know, somebody's application was better, which is which is fine. But yeah, I think it's it's hard to sometimes feel inspired during especially during covid mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because you're kind of like well what can i do yeah what can we do i mean and i'm like i'm very in, in awe and inspired by my team and what their resilience and what they've achieved during yeah. lockdown and the lockdown, fact is yeah. it, in two days we put our whole program online yeah you know that's amazing and, 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 that's... yeah you know, <laughs> you know and, and that's the and that is inspiring and and I think it's what the families needed mm -hmm. so it inspired the families to do more Aye, yeah. you know no it's really interesting how we've spoken in the last year well about who inspires us and um, we've spoken about the individuals we work with and um, we spoke about the funders and we spoke about family member and teachers as well so oft, often I, I forget sometimes that you know, we're all part of, it sounds a bit cliche, we're all part of this journey, but I often forget about the teachers, the primary school teachers who, if I sit back and reflect, they, in a way, would have, you know, inspired me to do to do something. You know, I remember my primary one teacher when I was very, very quiet in primary school, and she would try her best, and try her best to try and get me out of my shell to, to talk and engage with people where I, would, I wouldn't, I, was, I, would, I wasn't quite mute. But I was very, very quiet and shy. So, you know, if you could, a final thought, if you could transport yourself just now, Danielle, to go back to, you know, primary seven, about to go into high school, what would you tell that Danielle? How would you inspire her to, for, for the rest of her life? What can I, and a sentence or a few words, what would you say to them? That's a tough one, isn't it? It is, because you kind, you kind of did that at the end of the last one about some words. And I still feel like what I said, and that was a completely different topic. Mm -hmm. And it was just about staying true to yourself, you know, be mm -hmm. honest and just believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, stand by the people who care about you and who you care about. You know, don't get don't get lost in trying to please everybody. Right. You know, and I think that's what the younger me kind of got lost in a thing of trying to fit in. Yeah. And sometimes it's not important about fitting in; it's just about staying true to what you believe in. Yeah, and I think that's a great message to end on. But I also think it's a great message to remind the younger generation who are in high school, who are in primary school, even just now, <clears throat> coming up to say. Be, be true to yourself, you know, don't follow the crowd, be, be true to yourself and, you know, um, and you'll find your own identity at some point, but don't put too much pressure on yourself to, to find that identity straight away, because <clears throat> there lies a challenge in itself, you know, and if you are struggling, or you're feeling a challenge, there are people to speak to, there's teachers, there's organisations, there's charities 
out there you can speak to who will support you to get you through the rest of that that journey you know danielle it's always a pleasure never a chore <laughs> and i did my hair for you this time as well so i made a, what a hell of a difference <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much and no worries. i'm sure you come back on another time couldn't you yeah, what so you can have an office and be prepared. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Right, you take care and stay stay safe out there, okay? Thank you. See you later. Thanks for having me. No worries. Bye. Bye.